0: A Chat with Finance Malta is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful, and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of the FinTalks being organised by Finance Malta. I'm Vanessa MacDonald, and here with me I've got Joe Zamitabona, the Chairman of the Malta Financial Services Advisory Council. Joe, MFSAC, the Council, launched the strategy a few months ago. How well is it progressing with regards to the action points identified? I understand that there were 175. It seems like quite a task.
1: Um, Thank you very much, uh, Vanessa. Good morning. Um, Obviously, the the strategy document was launched on the 29th of March. So that's some almost quite a few months ago. There's quite a lot actually happening since then. uh, We did actually have... uh, uh, Quite a long meeting on the 21st of June, um, where we were trying to identify those 175 initiatives and which ones we would actually try to complete within an 18-month period uh, to 31st December 2024. In between in between the, tw- the meetings of the 21st of June and the 31st of, of July, a lot of actual work has actually gone into play. To start with, on the 21st of June, we actually set up a a program management office, and that's actually been led by Pierre Massa and Bernice uh, Buttigieg, who's also assisting in in that. During those six six weeks, eight weeks, um, a lot of meetings were actually held, and um, we've actually developed a master plan, which has some 600 actions uh, taking place um, and and that's actually all come about with um, meetings that have been held with different chairpersons of the different working groups. The working groups have actually grown, so from nine I think we're we're up to 14 working groups now and I expect that to continue to grow as we take different initiatives uh, going forward. on the 21st of uh, June we did have a 10-hour meeting which actually and we had some 19 presentations made to us but we didn't actually zoom down on the different initiatives and that is the reason why we had the second meeting of the 31st of July. 31st of July basically was also a very constructive meeting because um, the different chairpersons were outlining their programme in as far as what's being included in the master plan, i.e. the actions that are being taken by the different working groups during the 18-month period to uh, 31st December 2024. I think we still, there's a lot of work, there's a hell of a lot of work to be done. And I think I personally would like to Zoom down even further down and really uh, identify which of those 175 initiatives are actually going to take place within that 18 month period. I think there are certain things that are moving ahead, uh, such as the, the centralized identity management um, that's moving obviously ahead um, with through, through Geraldine Spitey Lucas at the MBR, as well as the, the Companies Act. There's quite a lot of work that's been done with the, with the payment system, so um, I, I personally have been having meetings with certain key players, and it does look as, um, you know, that some meetings are actually taking place uh, later this month, and I would then actually pass the buck on to the uh, chairperson of the Malta Banking Association to take the thing, move forward. It does look as if the initiative is that um, it'd be a good thing to privatise, the National Payment Hub. Um, so that would be actually led by, by by the by the private sector and obviously by the leading banks uh, of, of Malta. The intention is really to enrol all banks, all the payment companies, uh, and anyone related to to payments, and also include would include any potential. Uh, banking applications and e-payment services companies to come into the future. So that, that, that's the way forward. I think um, that is a, a three-year programme. Um, we might be able to quicken that depending on the uh, way the, the relevant committee would actually move it forward. I mean, there, there are other initiatives that are moving ahead. And um, I'm pleased to say, obviously, I'm certainly being pushed by by the regulators to try and actually move as fast as we can. And I can say that uh, I'm getting a lot of support really from the four regulators uh, who all have uh, a very detailed vision on the way forward, which include a lot, and most, I'd say, of our initiatives in, in our original strategy document.
0: I'm not sure that people really understand what the strategy is all about. I get the impression that people would have liked uh, a list of specific sectors where we have unique selling points. Perhaps they wanted it at a more granular level. Well,
1: I mean, the, the 175 initiatives uh, go across... All the different working groups so you might have banking and payments having 29 initiatives and you might have insurance and pensions having 33 or the other way around so but they are there they're all there actually included I think what we need to really decide is 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 ensuring uh, that we actually somehow get some quick wins to really get the the momentum going as I say, there is a great deal of work, particularly when it actually comes to uh, amendments of existing laws and everything else. So again, um, with regard to the Ministry of, of Justice, um, we, we need to actually liaise more with them. And I, I think uh, the Permanent Secretary of the Ministry of Finance will be meeting up with his counterpart to see how these can actually be, be moved for, forward and possibly at a faster rate, but I personally, I would prefer that we actually identify the actual particular legislation that needs to be moved forward rather than talking about it in general terms. So just as we've done with the Companies Act, I think we need to actually identify which acts need to be moved forward and which ones are more important than others to try and actually tackle those first.
0: Let me ask you a question. Is there a difference in your mind between the strategy and the vision for financial services? I mean, we talked, for example, in the in the strategic document, there was reference to the development of family, family offsets, offices, for example. Yeah. That is one example of, a, of an area where Malta well, could be a centre of excellence. Are there more? Are we... Is there actually a vision in this document? There is. Uh,
1: with regard to the family offices, I think uh, you'd find that most jurisdictions are actually trying to attract family offices. All right. So um, basically, I think Hong Kong, for instance, is spending something like 10 million, Euro, 10 million Hong Kong dollars to attract something like 200 family offices into their jurisdiction. That gives a clear indication that why their are is so important. Obviously, I think Malta could possibly have an advantage which we're not using. And that is that we have some 2000 super yachts actually that are registered here in Malta. These obviously belong to very rich families. And somehow we need to actually go beyond the super yachts and and actually offering them different other services. So with regard to um, the, the family office, Uh, There is a paper which is actually going to be passed on to the MFSA this week. and um, uh, Sorry, next week. And um, basically, that would start the process of of trying to actually move it forward. Um, I think that there are opportunities of uh, attracting more family offices. Again, I think it's an educational process. There there is the I, I really think that there are a minimum of at least thirty families in more that could benefit from setting up their own family office. And again I, I, I really would actually appeal to the practitioners really to really identify those particular families and see how they could actually move forward in their own interest and in the interest of the next generation. Because I think what, what is if... important, sorry is that um, most companies tend to die after the second or third generation and I think there are uh, in Morta, we do actually have certain companies that are in the seventh generation, whether they have a, a family charter in place I don't know, but I think it's important that they do and to educate even the family members on the importance of keeping that family actually going in there in their endeavours.
0: You've mentioned a number of the verticals that that emerged from your strategy. However, there are also horizontal yes. ones which cut across all the yeah. different um, financial services sectors. And the need for human capital is clearly one of them. You referred to it briefly in the strategy, obviously, education is not your remit. But what do you think is the solution there? No, I, I, I think
1: I, 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 I'm not very involved in, in, in the education system, but again, when you're actually talking to people, um, I think our whole education system needs to be completely revamped. I think the question of actually pushing people, and um, again, I don't have children now on the road today, or grandchildren, so I'm not sort of uh, in line with what's actually really happening, but. But I am informed that uh, obviously children are are really pushed beyond their needs and education is being done in a completely different manner than what we're doing today. And that to me, um, that is a clear indication that somehow we need to actually revamp ourselves and and, and the whole system altogether. I think the other thing that's important is artificial intelligence can take over more and more and as such, actually uh, youngsters uh, need to be more involved in that uh, as well as fintech. Uh,
0: We've talked a lot about the strategy and so on but it would be very interesting to find out what the reaction has been uh, from overseas, from other jurisdictions as well as from private operators. I was moderating a conference a few months ago where one of the people on the panel actually said that when he went abroad people weren't even aware of the fact that we were no longer on the grey list. So I would, uh, if they haven't even found out are off the grey uh, list, how much do they know about the strategy?
1: I would agree. Um, obviously we haven't actually marketed the actual strategy just document itself. Basically we just passed it on to the practitioners and um, really it's up to the practitioners to pass it on to, the, to their clients. Um, whether they've actually done that, uh, I do not know. In all probability, they haven't. Certainly, whenever I come across uh, anyone and um, say they haven't actually seen it, I do have to provide them (laughs) with a copy relatively quickly. Um, But uh, I would tend to agree that uh, out there, particularly in the UK, uh, people still think that we're on the grey list. And somehow we need to actually rectify that. So, again, uh, there's quite a bit being done on that. Um, Some information I'm I'm not. privy to actually divulge now, Uh, but what I can tell you is that we are organising a a reception that's taking place at the Great Hall of the Guild Hall on on the 4th of December, and it's all going to be related to uh, financial services. Uh, For your information, the Guild Hall can actually cater for 900 people, Um, so what we're doing is um, I'm getting the necessary sponsorships from various key players um, here in Malta and we're just in the process of really actually launching that and make it known to the to the general public.
0: Joe, so, thank you very much. We'll catch up again in a couple of months to see what progress has been okay, made. Okay, Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.